Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And we are coming to you live, as we do, uh, 14 hours of live radio a week. Uh, what an incredible, incredible set of initiatives we have this year. Our show is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And Thriving Again in 2010 is our theme. We've made a personal commitment to each and every one of you to make sure we bring you the best of the best in uplifting positive talk radio. And we want to thank all of you out there that listen to the show. We have some new contingencies in New Zealand, and we want to thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. What a great conversation I'm looking forward to today. Let me just tell you a short story, and then I will formally introduce my very special guest today. A number of years ago, I was in one of the most challenging relationships of my life. And I didn't really understand what I was going to do with it, why I was in it, should I be in it, or any of those, any of the above. And what I discovered was, through a friend of mine, was this thing called imago therapy. Now, if you go back 20, well, 20 years or so, and you imagine coming across something that probably not many people had heard of at the time, but yet you're in the presence of an expert who's been trained, and you're going to hear lots about this today, who had been trained. And then I was given the book, Getting the Love You Want, A Guide for Couples. But what I learned in the process was something very different, different than any other form of counseling I had ever ever attended, different than anything I had ever heard about. But what I want to say is, that small snapshot of time for me, what I got to learn, what I got to understand, transformed my life. I never in my wildest dreams thought that I would be talking to the person that was and is responsible for creating that process, that therapy that saved my life. And so today, we get to have a conversation with Dr. Harville Hendricks, who is my very special guest today, best-selling author, Getting the Love You Want, A Guide for Couples, and more importantly, someone that has changed the lives of countless people. He is a clinical pastoral counselor, is known internationally for his work with couples, and I have to tell you, profound work. He and his wife, uh, uh, Helen, uh, co-created Amago Relationship Therapy, and that is Dr. Helen LaKelly Hunt. And so together, this pair, this couple, has been able to uh, help many, many, many other couples across the board, across the globe, understand what their lives could be about, how to work through some of the most difficult times there are, and live life full out. So today, we're not just going to talk about uh, getting the love you want. We're going to talk about a wide range of things that uh, Dr. Hendricks has discovered and how these now translate into the times we live in. There is also Keeping the Love You Find, a personal guide, both New York Times bestsellers, both of those books are. And by the way, 
there are many, many other ways, DVDs, there are meditation books, there are study guides, you name it. These folks are helping people across the globe understand what their relationships are about and, more importantly, understand how we can be together in amazing, amazing bliss. Thank you so much, Dr. Hendricks, for joining us here today. I want to welcome you to the show. Oh, well, thank you. I'm delighted to be here and just love the way you introduce me and your and your experience. <clears throat> what, a, what a wonderful beginning. It, uh, absolutely wonderful. And honestly, it saved my life in so many ways. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was, it was unusual for me back then. Now, of course, everyone knows about you. Everyone knows about the book. And, and, you know, we live in a different place. But what a blessing. And this is what I said to you before the show. What a blessing to somehow be connected in, in the ways we get connected these yeah. days. Yeah. And for you to be able to take your work out globally. Oh, thank you. Yes. And it has done that. I, I've been I've been amazed myself, and am not a, so much a promoter as a producer of of the content of the book and the therapy, but a promoter. But we are, it has gone out globally. I think we're, we have two thousand therapists now practicing in thirty countries, which is um, blows my mind because I didn't go to any of those countries or started there. Just sort of like a someone says, sort of like a seed they just blew on the wind over there and settled down. So we are we feel I feel really sort of, uh, um, <clears throat> I don't know what the right word is, surprised by grace or something like that. Yeah, exactly. That the work exactly. is just moving around on its own. Well, you know, one of those therapists blew, its, blew her way to New Jersey. <laughs> and, and that's how I found her early on, um, you know, out of Princeton. Uh-huh. Oh, and, oh, yeah, out of Princeton. Was that uh, Maya Coleman? I think it was. Uh-huh. I, think it was i mean she lives down near princeton right exactly and and so for many people today's show is to introduce you if you have not heard about what this work is about but what the possibilities are about and what it is we can learn about ourselves in relationship with others you know dr Hendricks, i want to start out by talking about uh imago what people may not have heard that term before uh, but I want to talk about that with you and what that is and how that came to be. Well, the term imago is actually a, the Latin word for image. Uh, if you look up in the dictionary the word image, and it will say Latin uh, equals imago. <clears throat> and we, um, in, uh, in, uh, in the late 70s, when... I began to be aware, and my, I had some students who were part of a, of a training process were beginning to be aware that there was something like a system emerging in my research about own couples. Uh, we decided we needed to give it a name, and we worked. And, and the uh, name comes out of, of the process by which we think the child experiences the caretakers that um, <clears throat> that it's called creating a picture in their minds of their caretakers. And then later in adulthood, the same child uses that picture in the mind, which now we call the imago, which at the time we were calling image, but nobody thought image therapy would, would didn't sound very sexy. So, yeah. Uh, but imago therapy it has that little, the little a ring to the word imago. Uh, sounded like that would work. So, because there was a relationship between the actual process of partner selection uh, and this term that we were using, uh, the term image, we decided to name it uh, Imago Relationship Therapy, having to do with how intimate partnerships actually begin 
uh, in re- in uh, in relationship to images that are created in the mind in childhood. You know, there is so, there's something to be said about walking in that room, right? Yeah. And you step into that room, and you see this person clear across the room, but right. for whatever reason, your eyes meet. Yes. The magic happens. The magic happens. And then happens. you think, we're going to live happily ever after. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you meet, you meet the person of your dreams, and it feels so wonderful, and later on this person becomes the person of your nightmares. Exactly. Same, yeah, different dream. <laughs> yes, different, different dream. Uh, right. It's a, a different night. And what we learned uh, early when we were discovering this, it was kind of daunting to think that uh, <clears throat> that there was some built-in um, mechanism in the brain and in the mind and in um, relationships that meant that you were going to always fall out of love with the person you felt in love, fell in love with. Until we learned that that appears to be the universal process, and therefore, if you think about it as universal, there must be some something going on other than making a bad decision or or connecting with the wrong person. So we began to look at that to see what is there about the romantic love experience and its then disappearance into what we call the power struggle. What is there about that that's normal? What is there about that we need to understand in order to help couples move through that impasse of the power struggle in a relationship? And so that's sort of what we've been looking at for for some years. You know, it's actually a different way to talk about power struggle. I'm so glad you actually used that phrase because many people listening to the show are going to be thinking power struggle. Oh, you know, that's bad. That Mm -hmm. shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about that for a minute because, you know, the question then comes up, is, is, is having some form of a power struggle sort of the normal evolution of relationship? Yes, I I think it is. I think we call the power struggle and we, and we label this dynamic of moving from romance into disillusionment and disappointment and then criticizing each other and trying to get each other to change. That's what we, we just label that whole dynamic, the power struggle. And we see that as the second stage in all relationships so that when you're in, the, in this period of struggle, um, that it needs to be understood as normal rather than as sacred pathological or a mistake or any negative uh, thing that you could say about it would be um, an inappropriate designation. It feels negative, and it's certainly not a wonderful experience that any of us love when we're in it. But something is trying to happen there that um, was also trying to happen in the romantic stage. And what's trying to happen in the power struggle is... um, is really pretty complex, but one, one, one clear thing is you're trying to get your needs met in the power struggle. In romantic love, you fall in love, and while you see this person across the crowded room as the absolute goddess or god that you've been looking for all your life, uh, <clears throat> one of the reasons that that idealization of the person that you fell in love with is so intense is that at, at the unconscious level, this adoration and admiration is really fueled by an expectation at the unconscious level that this person is going to meet needs in me that were not met when I was little by my caretakers. So there's a, there's a part of our brains where memories are stored uh, called, called implicit memories. That is, memories you don't really know you've got them. But they are triggered by outside events, and when when they're triggered by outside events, you experience the past as if it were present. 
And so when you see this person across the crowded room, what you're experiencing is memory being triggered by certain traits in this person, and you're having a present moment of um, anticipation of need satisfaction that actually mimics the um, anticipations you had in getting those needs met in childhood, but it's stronger because the need was frustrated, and now it's been frustrated for years, and there's an anticipation that this long, dormant, unmet need is going to be met. So when you get to the into the relationship, uh, every every couple discovers that the other one had the same expectations. So I, <laughs> we both brought empty buckets to the relationship. Oh my goodness! And the said, okay, empty fill bucket, my bucket theory. And the oh other my gosh! Says, no, you fill my bucket. No, I, I'll fill your bucket if you'll fill my bucket. And let's see who gets to the finish line first. Let's take a short break, everyone. Dr. Harville Hendricks joining us here today. He is known as the marriage whisperer. When we come back, we're going to be talking about, yeah, does the honeymoon get over and then what do we do with it? What are the stages that one goes through? What is it about relationships that Dr. Hendricks has discovered that all of us will be completely delighted to hear about? Can happiness happen? Well, that and much more on the Dr. Pat Show. This is really absolutely cool. I am so thrilled to finally meet the gentleman that helped me get my life and relationship in the right direction. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Do you suffer from insomnia, body aches, fatigue, brain fog, digestive problems, weight gain, or anxiety? You may be dealing with unmanaged stress. The Stress Detective looks for the hidden messages within your stress and partners with you to create a wellness program to dismantle stress from the inside out. Learn to manage your stress, and you can stop illness in its tracks. Call Susan Tyler at 888-629-4949 or visit StressDetective.net. Are you tired or struggling to get to where you want to be in your life? Want some help getting to that next level? Hi, I'm Dr. Melody Ivory, personal growth expert and passionate champion of your complete success. I'm excited to give you powerful books, teas, and coaching to help you easily transform your life from the inside out. Now is the time to make your life sing. Visit MelodyIvory.com for free articles, poetry, and affirmations. That's MelodyIvory.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm so thrilled to have Dr. Harville Hendricks joining us here today. You know, it's really kind of interesting. I, I feel like I'm, I'm a little kid sometimes when I get to speak with people such as Dr. Hendricks, you know, people that have touched me very deeply and, and actually helped me build an amazing life for myself. Whether or not, you know, there have been times where I thought that I was never going to get out of a situation or that there was hope. There are things we can all learn. And what Dr. Harville has been able to do, um, along with, you know, his co-author, uh, Helen, they have been able to create a platform, a body of work as we like to call it sometimes, where you and me and the thousands of people across the globe can figure this relationship conundrum 
out. Is the answer in the pop culture? Is the answer in something our parents told us? Or is there something else? Today's show perhaps is about that something else. Um, thank you so much for joining us here today. Um, you, you know, Dr. Hendricks, a couple of things that I mentioned before the break. Mm-hmm. You know, we then get into relationship. We then get into the power struggle. Yeah. And isn't that the point where some relationships will either just completely end or something different will happen? Is that the place? That's the place. Yeah, that's the that's the crucible. Is what <clears throat> what happens uh, in the when when the romance begins to go away, <clears throat> and also what <clears throat> excuse me, sure. what makes the romance go away is is another question, and the uh, and what makes it go away is that um, when we fall in love, we actually are on drugs, and the drug is. Um, uh, called dopamine. It's uh, created by our own brains. And when you're on dopamine, you don't see everything. And so you don't see, uh, in fact, you primarily see the positive. You don't see the negative. But when the when the drugs go away, uh, what happens is um, that, that the idealization of the person, you know, kind of making up this person, more, ma- making them up um, more than, and making them in forms that they're really not, that uh, idealization goes away and starts going into de-idealization to, to the negative. Um, when, when that happens, you, <clears throat> you, um, you move into this place called the power struggle, and you want this idealized person back. You want them back because the need satisfaction that you see, feel unconsciously when you see them is connected to them being the kind of person you idealize them to be. But they have uh, traits that are different from the ideal, and some of the traits they've got are traits that uh, are like the negative traits in your caretakers. In fact, that's one of the most active parts of the of the of the attraction is that unconsciously you see that this person has traits similar to the caretaker, so they're familiar, and that's the person to whom the brain is attached, needs satisfaction. So um, clearly, they're not going to respond. To your need satisfaction, like you thought they would, because they're like the person with whom the needs were frustrated. Yes, exactly. Uh, so they and and they are sort of that way. They uh, so somehow the unconscious mind sets it up so that we actually pick a person whose uh, needs are um, uh, and whose capacities are not so much related to our needs. So you move into the power struggle, and you we find that people do uh, three things with the power struggle. Okay. Uh, one is that they divorce. And because they can't tolerate the frustration and they yeah. can't tolerate the reality of the other person. And so 50% of all people in the power of couples in the past 60 years have decided to divorce. Um, the second thing that some couples do who don't divorce is they go into what we call the eternal power struggle. <laughs> they say something like, till death do we part, to death, till death do we fight. Not till death do we part, but till death do we fight. I'm not going to give in, you're not going to give in. But we're not going to quit. They just keep fighting, and 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 we you you know those couples like that who are always oh, there's no complaining, and so many people say about their parents. You know they bickered they bickered until the last day. Um, so we think of probably something like uh, 25 uh, to 30 percent of couples uh, resolve the power struggle by not resolving it. That is, they just stay in this thing. They never learn or grow. They just uh, polarize. Then another group. Uh, probably a little larger than that, um, uh, go into what's called a parallel relationship. 
and that's a, um, in some ways um, a, a more difficult one to sustain than the than the hot marriage because we call the first one the hot marriage uh, because a hot marriage people are really involved they're fighting but they're involved they're engaged and they're engaged there, there's something to fight for so to speak yeah and then they you know and then uh, authors like me get to write books. I've never written this one but there are many many books on how to have a good fight or how to fight fear. Exactly. And, well, and what to do when you feel down and all all that sorts of stuff. <clears throat> I frankly think that you can actually stop fighting, and I, we I can we can talk about that later. So I don't exactly. want to write a book on fighting fear. I just think fight imagery is not good imagery for a love relationship. But this other parallel marriage is the one that we see around where many many people um, know the couple, and the couple has made a decision that they will not be they will not divorce. But they will not be intimate because they've accepted the fact that they're just not matched. They're not going to meet each other's needs. And so they just give up. And so they get their needs met somewhere else. Um, they may get their needs met with children or with work or with friends <clears throat> or with hobbies. or And some of the ones that we hear most about get their needs met with another person. And that's called the affair. Uh, so all affairs usually arise in the in the parallel marriages uh, rather than in the hot marriages because in hot marriages they have sex they just fight in between and in the parallel marriages they don't touch very much or if at all or maybe only for social purposes um, never have sex and they do the business of life namely children and whatever their finances are but they don't do anything emotional uh, with with each other and then uh, what we are offering and have discovered over the years that there is a, another alternative over divorce, over hot marriage, over parallel marriage. You can actually have, have a healing marriage. We, we call it a conscious partnership. You can actually um, have a healing marriage. And, in fact, the power struggle is designed, it seems to be, by nature or God or whoever uh, sets all this up, designed to move from um, the conflict that happens into a relationship that feels as good as romantic love with one difference, and that is it's not as intensely emotional, but it's amazingly satisfying, and it's reliable and durable. That is, it doesn't come and go. It's a kind of new way of being in the world. And there's some features about that that I'd love to talk about as we move well, on. Well, and isn't that also that, that – and this is what I love about your work. I mean, there is, in, in, in the kind of marriage we're talking about, a sense of fulfillment. Um, and, and let me just use this word, a sense of completeness, but not like the movie Jerry Maguire no. where, you know, she says, you complete me. I'm not referring to Right, no. No, no. Interesting. If I would have liked to see Jerry Maguire Part Two to see how that worked out. <laughs> yes. You know. Yeah. But one of the things that I I was so I'm so aware of is the three scenarios you just laid out. Each of them, in their own way, seems painful to me. Oh, oh yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Very painful. Yeah. Whether you're fighting or divorcing, but the third one especially seems a bit painful although on the surface it appears like it's the most passive and that's the one where you kind of hang out together you're parallel you know you're you're kind of having parallel lives mm-hmm. but there's nothing there there's nothing there right and so and and these are the couples that the community is so surprised when 
um, you know, there's uh, sometimes a, a sudden disappearance of one of the partners. They just they, they're already parallel and they just leave, or there's a divorce. Uh, divorces do occur. In fact, I think most divorces occur in parallel relationships. Uh, or in the really vicious hot marriages, sometimes people say, I've had it, I'm out of here, and they do that. But um, the sort of medium, what we call medium um, hot marriage, those hang around for a long time. But the parallel marriages are, that I feel a, a sadness about them because there's a kind of give up on on need satisfaction. And what needs they do get met are met in... Uh, right. Uh, I, I, it, it's sort of like the hunter-gatherer society is that people just graze yeah. and find needs met in a whole range of different ways, but nothing ever really touches their deep underlying need because we really do need our needs met. The ones that didn't mm-hmm. get met in childhood need to be met in adulthood in order for us to ever finish childhood. Is uh, this a couple, uh, Dr. Hendricks, that uh, is most likely, and let me just use the word cheat, is most likely to uh, not be loyal in the relationship, and I don't always mean sexually, I mean also emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know, is that particular dynamic one where each partner will go seek their needs through someone else? Now, yeah. it may not go as far as cheating, but there are also emotional relationships. Is, oh. is that true, or, or is it common to all three scenarios? Uh, I think it's more common in the parallels. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. There are, as I said, some uh, sometimes in the hot marriages where the intensity is so great that they actually don't have a whole lot of downtime with, you know, the makeups. Uh, the hot marriages uh, do a lot of makeups, and that is, they have a bad week or a bad three weeks, and then right. they get back together and they'll uh, apologize and. Um, be intimate and maybe make love and uh, something like that. And then one would, the, and the problem, here's, here's the fascinating thing about this. Uh, so, so, so the answer to the question is, is yes, that is the place where most of it occurs. Okay. But the fascinating thing about this is the divorcing couple and the hot marriage couple and the parallel marriage couple are all uh, avoiding intimacy. They are avoiding intimacy because what they want the most, and I say they, what we, what I, you, what all of us want the most, is something that we are most afraid to have, which is genuine closeness and intimacy. Wow. And that may seem like, well, <laughs> duh, why would that be the case? And it's the case because the most intimate moments we ever had was with our caretakers, Wow. And, and, you know, let's talk about this when we come back okay. to break, because this this search for intimacy, I would love to talk with you about, you know, are we now on this search for intimacy to the point where we're seeing so much in our pop culture, marriages failing, people that cannot, you know, be in relationship without being other people. Uh-huh. And what might the solution be? I am so thrilled, Dr. Harville Hendricks, joining me here today. Uh, if you want to find out more about the work that he is up to, the workshops which we're going to touch on today, go to gettingtheloveyouwant.com. You can go there, gettingtheloveyouwant.com. When we come back, we'll be talking about you know what what we can learn in amagotherapy, what we can learn in this system that will help us communicate better. And what does Dr. Hendricks mean? by closing the exits. 
stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. If you want to find out more about us, go to www.thedrpatshow.com or simply go to Dr. Pat Live. We'll be right back with the show. Tigers waiting to their table singing How would you like increased health and vitality? Would you like relief from acute or chronic health issues? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? Would you like relief from allergy, weight, and digestive issues? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural technique. Whether you seek relief from health issues or desire to live at your optimum health and vitality, contact reflex analysis is a profound method which detects imbalances at a subclinical level, restoring health issues before they arise while increasing vitality and longevity. Discover CRA. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Every day we're moving toward wellness or away from wellness. I'd like to be your partner in achieving your optimal health and well-being. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Reach your full potential and increase energy with the superfood of the Inca, Maca Magic. Maca naturally balances hormones, relieves symptoms of PMS, menopause, and erectile dysfunction. Maca increases energy, stamina, and endurance without caffeine. Visit MacaRoot.com. That's M-A-C-A Root.com. Call 541-846-6222. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Living your life to the max means that you can have everything you want. Empowerment Psychic Linda Dickinson can show you where you're headed and teach you how to change your future. Linda will share with you the messages of those who have passed before you. For a private session, visit InMyFuture.com or call 800-206-9096. Listen to Linda Dickinson on The Dr. Pat Show. Call in and hear how you can be the producer, director, and lead in your life. Today is the day to start living your life to the max. Welcome back to The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, Call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I am thrilled. I have got Dr. Harville Hendricks joining me here today. Of course, best-selling author, but he is you know, one of the co-creators of Imago Therapy and much more. I want to make sure all of you out there have his website, and let me tell you why. Um, first off, if you go to gettingthelovewant.com, gettingthelovewant.com, you're going to see a wide range of opportunities for you to take your life, your relationship to the next level. You're going to be able to see ways for you to get the help that you may not have thought existed. And so once you get here, please take a look at the resources for couples, the programs for couples, you know, and those of you out there that would like to become, um, as, as we like to think about, certified Imago couples therapists, there's information there for that. 
workshops, many of the products that uh, I mentioned earlier in the show you can connect with. And more importantly, you can be part of this free resources, the newsletter uh, for couples. So there's lots of information here. So if you're thinking that there's no help for you and there's no way for you to take your loved one and get some something changed, this is going to open up a whole new world for you, a whole set of, of opportunities for you to make decisions, become empowered, and learn some tools that you will take with you for the rest of your life. Dr. Hendricks, thank you so much for joining us here today. You're I, welcome. I, I'm I wanted delighted. to ask yeah. Could I say one more thing about the website? Exactly, Just please. so that people can know that it's not me they find on the website, although I'm on it, but we have about 2,000 Imago therapists, so there Thank may you. be one in your hometown. And yes. there are also workshops given all across the world, uh, probably every weekend. So there are many, many doors into getting this material. And those of you that are listening to this that are not in the United States, it doesn't matter. They're, as we said before, there are folks all over the world, and there's a very easy way for you to to find someone uh, in your area. Um, as we were talking about before and, and, and referred to this idea of having opportunity in relationship, there are certain things that I learned and certain things you definitely talk about. You talk about the Imago Dialogue, but you also talk about this thing I learned, which was closing all the exits. How do these two things work together? Well, the the dialogue is a a term that refers to um, what I like to refer to less technically as a new way to have a conversation, Uh, that for couples to have a conversation and this new way, most conversation is and has been for thousands of years for everybody uh, monological. That is, one person usually talking who uh, is given the authority to say things or who takes the authority to say things, to know things. And how this works in marriages is there's often a person who uh, one partner is feeling that, uh, that they have something the other partner needs to learn. And if they think, of course, if they would learn it, that would make the marriage better and everybody would be happy. <laughs> but it just so happens the other partner doesn't think that they need to learn that. So exactly. They, <laughs> so then they say something that their partner needs to learn. And, and so that's what you call a parallel monologue in which two people are talking, but no one is listening. So the messages are all going sort of out and at each other. Um, and I call that a vertical conversation. If somebody's an authority and somebody, somebody knows the truth, then the other person better learn it, and whatever that might be about. You know, this yeah. is the way to parent children. This is, the, the store is on the left, not on the right. Uh, <laughs> it's too hot in this room. Don't you know that? Um, those are all monological statements that are, that are not uh, relational, basically. And, but dialogue is a new way to talk in which both people uh, move from the vertical to a horizontal plane. And that makes both of them equal, whereas uh, the monologue, you take turns being the, the one in charge, the authority, which means the other one is not, is not equal to you. And that produces conflict. And when you're, but when you're on the parallel plane doing dialogue, both of you are equal, and then both of you talk responsibly and both listen responsibly. Freud talked about the... Um, talking cure. Uh, in Imago, we talk about the listening cure. 
uh, and that is how we listen to another person and it affects us in terms of what happens to us as the listener, but it very definitely affects our partner. So we've asked and developed over the years a, a sort of a, a three steps in this conversation. One core one is that when your partner is talking, that you listen uh, actively. That is, you say something like, let me see if I got that. Um, and then you mirror it back, like with a like with a flat mirror. If I got it, you said that last night, uh, uh, or you said that a few minutes ago. Uh, this thing that happened was that that I was late, or I did something, and and that that touched you and hurt you a little bit. Did I get that? So instead of what do you mean, um, and what in the hell did that come from? You say, <laughs> let, let me see if I'm getting what you're saying. In other words, you listen to the other person, and then you do something. This is the amazing piece of this that, that, that we didn't even know was so powerful when we in, inserted this process in. You say something like, is there more about that? Like, so you're telling me that I was frustrating to you and that this thing happened or something else was frustrating to you and you reported it and I'm mirroring it back and now I'm showing curiosity. And what we found is the showing of curiosity is one of the most bonding things you can do with a partner. Is there more about that? Tell me more about that. I'm interested. And you keep mirroring it then back as they talk. And then when they finish uh, what they're saying, you say, gosh, I can see that. That makes sense. That's called validation. And the sense it makes is that given that you were expecting me to be there on time and I wasn't there on time, is that that, that scared you, that you wondered um, whether or not I cared about you or something had happened to me. I get it. I can see why you were upset. And I can imagine that that uh, that you're kind of angry at me for not being there on time. So that's empathy. So if I respond to an upset in my partner, whether it's directed at me or to someone else, with this sort of a response, my partner is going to feel safe with me, and then she or he is probably going to be willing to respond to me that way. And if two people can learn this process called dialogue. They will then have a safe conversation. And we know now, and, we, and I say no, it's not a theory anymore. It's a really established fact that we know you can't grow and heal in, a, in, a, in any environment other than a safe one. If your environment is scary to you and you're scared of your partner and you know you are if you're defended and if you fight with them or if you exactly. are always wondering you know, what's going to happen, you can't heal and grow because you, you enclose yourself then in an emotional defense. It's sort of like emotional armor and nothing can get in and the only thing you do is you can send stuff out. So you can't heal and grow. So you have to change the structure of the conversation and you have to change the content from judgment and criticism to um, uh, to empathy and appreciation, and these sound like very simple words. It takes really some couples two or three years to learn how to talk like this. Some couples can learn it in one session, but it just depends on their on their learning curve. But we are finding that changing the structure of the conversation from vertical to horizontal, from monologue to dialogue, and changing the content from judgment and criticism to curiosity and empathy transforms a marriage and heals in the brain and the mind the wounds and painful memories that also were left there from childhood. It's an amazing process. It is an amazing process. And you said a couple things I, I want to just uh, uh, comment on. 
two things that came to mind when you were talking about this, and I reflected, of course, on my own experience of learning this. One of them was this first process where you feel like you're being witnessed, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden now you have something to say, and instead of waiting for the, what do they say, the other shoe to drop? Yes. Exactly. You, your partner is now coming to the table as a witness for what you're saying. I love that phrase, yes. That's so powerful. I think that's such a powerful part of your work. I mean, it's a, it's just one part of it. But, boy, you know, once you can figure that out, it is a whole new way of not just with your marriage but with people in general. I think everybody in the every manager in the workplace should be taking your, your workshop actually. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I <laughs> support part, that. Yeah, believe me, it yes. is so powerful. The next part is the safe part. Now this is the question. If you've never felt safe in a yeah. relationship before, this could be a really scary thing. You mm-hmm. use a term, um, no exits or narrowing the exits. Could right. you talk about what that means? Yes. Well, yeah, exits, um, defi- exit is defined as <clears throat> anything you, any way you use your energy uh, uh, in relating to something else, another person or to something else, um, that should be using energy in the relationship itself. So that means like, uh, if you play golf on Saturday morning uh, and you decide that you're going to go play golf and just instead of playing for, you know, 18 holes, you decide to do another one. And you're doing that because you're uncomfortable with your partner. It's called acting out. I'm acting out my fear of being with my partner by going and doing something where I have control and I'm not experiencing negative energy. Or an exit could be spending more time taking care of the of the child until your partner goes to sleep or going to a church and spending all your time at church instead of having some appropriate intimacy building time with your partner so an exit is anything you do to diminish or avoid being uh relating to being around and talking with your partner and it's uh, it's sort of like a tire the air is going out of the out of the tire and it's going flat the relationship is going flat the air needs to be in the tire. It needs to be in the relationship. doesn't mean you shouldn't take care of your kids or go to church, but it means that none of that should be used as a substitute for the relationship with a partner. And, you and, know, this is really, you know, building such an incredible foundation. For those of you just tuning in, if you've missed any part of this board, you're going to want to go back and get it. Dr. Harville Hendricks is joining me today, uh, the, the author of many best-selling books, but also, you know, co-author, co-creator of Imago Therapy and much more. I want to make sure, again, mention to everybody out there that if you go to uh, his website, which is fabulous, you're going to find lots of information. You're going to be able to find a therapist that is trained and expert in exactly what we're talking about and be able to get some help. When we come back, we'll be talking about what is happening. Is marriage on the decline? And what's up with all these celebrities being in a place where they just don't know how to be faithful? What can we, what can we suggest? What can Dr. Harville suggest? And more importantly, what is it you truly, what do you want to find in your relationship? Is it possible to get it? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I tried to swim against 
Athletes, diabetics, moms, let me tell you about a new high-tech energy gel called Chocolate Number no. 9. Chocolate Number no. 9 is made with only organic agave and the finest dark roast Belgian cocos. Number 9 contains no refined sugar. Number 9 is a certified low glycemic index item, and best of all, Chocolate Number no. 9 simply tastes great. Find out more at chocolatenumber9.com or call 866-999-1909. That's 866-999-1909. Are you tired of being overweight and nothing you try can get you to lose the weight and keep it off? What if there was a way to lose the weight that didn't involve dieting, buying other people's food, counting points, or having risky surgery? I'm Cheryl Manchester from Positive Changes Hypnosis to share some successes from people just like you. Janine Crosby lost 89 pounds in 10 months. Brenda Eckel lost 75 pounds and went from a size 22 to a size 8. She is completely free from her insulin for diabetes. Becky Miller lost 65 pounds and went from a size 18 to a 6. Bill Birdsong lost 105 pounds and a total of 14 inches off his waist. His pant size went from a 50 to a 36. Make a lasting change in your life. Call Positive Changes in Bellevue at 888-311-7157 to schedule a free consultation. That number again is 888-311-7157. You heard about it last year. You even thought about entering, but didn't. Now, life is giving you a second chance, announcing your second chance to change from the inside out with Dr. Pat's 2010 Holistic Makeover. So get on board. Winners will embark on a journey to make powerful change with the help and support of an entire team of coaches. Want to be a winner? Fill out the survey and tell your inspired story and how you plan to pay it forward. Go to drpatsmakeover.com. That's drpatsmakeover.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the show. We actually have five copies of Through Conflict to Connection that we will be giving away today. And so this is a DVD-based program showing uh, three couples going through a MAGO process. Uh, if you are not the, one of the five people, I will tell you that you can uh, get this on the website as well. It comes complete with couples workbooks and, you know, is about $35. The bottom line to all of this is this is a way for you to get started, a way for you to also understand that there is a absolute solution. Also, there are various couple workshops that are happening around the country every weekend. If you go to gettingthelovewant.com, you'll be able to see them. This is where couples can find, you know, their way, get their uh, information, uh, things going on, dynamics in the relationships, get to the bottom of it. And, you know, these workshops target everything from gay and lesbian couples to premarital one-day workshops. So everyone is included his work, Dr. Harville's work, is inclusive. Uh, thank you, Dr. Harville, uh, for joining us here today. Uh, this is really amazing. I can't believe how quickly things are moving here. But I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about what the heck is going on in Hollywood. Oh. <laughs> and is it representative of the rest of the country? Oh, well, I think it, that the answer to that, one way you could say that is yes, that, that the Hollywood figures and the sporting figures give us a kind of uh, Mount Olympus uh, because they're so visible and they get so much attention. 
of um, of the struggle that's happening in marriage and now uh, all over the world, and the and and people, <clears throat> what I don't where I don't go with this is being judgmental about yep. uh, people whose marriages um, whose marriages break up. It's a, it's a sad thing. It's a tragic thing for them and for the children. But what it means to me is that we are a culture who have a tremendous need to develop relationship consciousness and that we need to do relationship education. We need to do marriage education. You know, I, I, had a, uh, I bought a, a 40-foot boat uh, about four years, four years ago, uh, which was um, a little bigger than the 20-foot boat I had, and I discovered after buying it that I couldn't actually uh, use the boat without taking a course. And it took me 20 hours to become qualified to take my own boat away from the dock. And while sitting in that course, it just hit me with a, like a brick. I'd thought about it before, but I hadn't taken a course like this before in a long time, that I'm spending more time learning how to move my boat away from the dock than the culture requires you to do two things. One, to marry somebody, which is the most important decision you can make. And secondly, to have a baby, which is the second most important decision you can make. There's no relationship education in the culture. So we have set about, Helen and I have set about, that we're expanding our work now beyond therapy into marriage education. And on those websites, you'll also find there are some education courses that people can go to without having to go to therapy. Just go to a, you know, go to a six-week course and learn how to have this dialogical conversation with your partner. Well, that will transform the relationship. So the second thing about this is that I think that the marriage that has been going on since the 1800s, which came with the rise of democracy, uh, replacing the arranged marriage now with the marriage by choice, the psycho- what we call the psychological marriage, that that marriage is also um, dying. And it's dying because it no longer responds to the needs of, um, of, the, of, the, of human beings. We, we evolve. It seems like things change, and you need new forms to deal with new things. So the exciting thing about this to me is that the divorce rate and the difficulties couples have are all indicators that a new kind of marriage is needed, and the fact that people are so responsive to what we are talk about as conscious partnership all over the world, and many other people other than Imago people are doing this, a new kind of marriage is showing up, and it's a marriage in which couples are equal or in uh, equal relationships. You could call it egalitarian or equal partnership or conscious partnership. But the old verticality where somebody's in charge and the other person has to do obeisance and uh, all of that is going away. You know, the, even this, the, this uh, census bureau, I noticed this time when they came out, have removed the thing head of the household, uh, which was been on the census statement for, for, you know, hundred, for decades. Uh, which positive that somebody in the house is the head and everybody else is the rest of the body. We are moving now to a truly democratic marriage where people are equal and they are, they are on the same playing field. And many, many couples, in fact, all my children and my children's friends who are now in their 30s and 40s are creating a new kind of marriage in which is no longer based on a gender, it's no longer based on roles, it's based on how does this marriage work best, and how can the um, the potential of both partners be fulfilled, whatever that potential is, and the children not suffer uh, at the hands of careers? So something is already happening, and what we see ourselves doing in Imago 
is giving language to that and providing a process by which couples can move, whatever the age of their marriage, can move from a marriage that is not healing and wholeness-making to one that is. Hallelujah. That's what i got to say about it. I, I mean, I am so amazed at the work that you're doing. And this this latest solution, and especially education, yeah. it's so important. I mean, the example you gave about the boat yeah. is a perfect example. You know, we do, we spend more time learning how to play a video game or a Wii yeah. than, we do, than we do on what's so important to us. Yeah. And, and everything you buy has a set of instructions that comes with it. But there right. are no instructions about how to live with another person. None and, at all. And how, to parent, and how to parent your child. Well, I have to tell you, I am so thrilled um, about all that you've done. But more importantly, you know, the work that you both have created in, and all of the people, all of the therapists and practitioners, the work that they're doing is incredibly powerful. And, you know, it does answer the question that there is hope. Yes. There's oh, hope absolutely. to be empowered. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's coming faster than we know. That, that a new marriage is on the horizon and this is going to be a healing marriage and that um, since marriage is the, is the womb of culture, I think with the new marriage we're going to have a new culture in which violence is going to be diminished, if not disappear, because all violence arises in the family and the core of the family is the couple. And if we can move couples into loving relationships that have no abuse of any kind in it, including negativity, uh, and uh, but simply they'd be safe relationships. Think what that will do to children. We'll grow a whole new generation of children. Who well, won't I'm be so glad I can su- I'm so glad I can support you in this, and we'll continue to do that. Thank I you. hope you will join me again on one of I'd my other to. stations because there is so much that we can share with people. Dr. Hendricks, thank you so much, and please thank Helen so much for all the work that you do. And thank you, Dr. Pat. Uh, for making it known. I appreciate your kindness and your generosity. Well, let me tell you all out there, if you haven't gotten the book, Getting the Love You Want, if you haven't gone to the website, gettingtheloveyouwant.com, or have taken an opportunity to find out how you might create a more love, love that lasts in your relationships, please go ahead and do that. Until next time on the Dr. Patch, I want to tell you that this is such an enormous opportunity for me to connect with all of you and to do what I love to do, and that's to help you live life full out. Dr. Hendricks, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, everyone, we'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. And remember, you can create the life that you dream about. Believe me, it's right there in front of you. We'll see you next time. Lights go out and I can be seen. that I tried to swim against Listening to the Dr. Pat Show, radio to thrive by. To contact Dr. Pat, visit thedrpatshow.com. Tune in next Thursday for another dynamic hour of the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili.